Yo. Let's get it. Episode 15. Let's go. Let's go. Peace and greeting to the sound of the rising sun. This is your boy, Monque. And I'm Stefan. And uh, yeah, I'm, it's been a while. You know, we had a little hiatus, but, you know, we back at it. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> shit, let's just get right into it. I just had something on my mind. Um, and, you know, we fresh off. Well, not fresh off. We still in, you know, the Takashi 69 shit. But, you know, I just had the idea. Um, this this past, past few days, the tax stones and uh, Troy ass situation is brought back up. Uh-huh. Um, I know if the, uh, the listeners, once I'm, I'm going to wish everybody well. I hope everything's been well for all the listeners, by the way. Um, but if y'all guys haven't checked out the Drink Champs uh, interview, I believe Nori did it with Troy Ave. Um, I definitely recommend checking that interview out, but, you know, I wanted to kind of speak in detail about this because Stefan can attest, you know, we've been listening to Tax Stone. We were listening to Tax Stone back when we were in college. Um, at one point Tax Stone was like, he was the, he was the podcast leader. He was like the Joe Budden at that time. He was either Joe Budden or Tax Stone. Like, yeah, he was the truth. Combat Jack too was the, um, he was one of the, um, Originals, R.I.P. to him. True. Uh, so you know, I would give Taxstone that credit, but Stefan can attest. Like I ain't never really liked that nigga, and it's the way he he. I, I always saw how he moved. People got to understand with this Troy Ass situation. Okay, you know, I'll get more into detail about that because you know, some it's 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 very it's very. I think it's I think this is more. This shit is way more complex than the Kashi Six Nine situation. I think it's more interesting, honestly. Um, but basically people can never forget that, you know, with Techstone having this platform, you know, being, uh, being one of the founding fathers of this new podcast wave, people can never forget that, um, he started the whole motherfucking thing by being a hater. He started this whole shit by being like, he literally started this whole shit by being a hater, by hating on Troy Ave. And, you know, it, at one point it was cool to hate on Troy Ave. Like, I don't know what was going on. Like, I never really hated Trey. I ain't never really like like him, but I never hated him because I kind of seen the situation for what it is. But at one point, it was cool to hate on Trey Ave, and I think Tax Stone got caught into that because he's a natural hater. Um, and yeah, got, yeah, and like that. Literally, this whole thing, literally, it, this whole situation, this the shooting in the nightclub came from some fucking tweets. Just because Trey Ave is independent, what's wrong with that? Yeah, he got an ego. Nigga, I have an ego. I'm making straight profit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that a lot of times, man, like when you're when you're doing good, especially as a black man, it's just a lot of times it's your own people that that hate on you the most. And now that we're in the social media age, everything is so visible, and people can't hide really anymore. So you say some shit in a tweet. But you might see that person out that weekend and shit pops off and shit popped off between them and it is what it is, you know. Um, I think Tax Stone, he uh he had an interesting perspective to a lot of things. You know, he he got um he went viral for calling camera on a snitch. I think he called Tupac a snitch. Yep. You know, he was doing those DJ Vlad interviews. Going and crazy. Like, he was, he was on, yeah, he was working with Charlemagne. He was on TV and shit. Like, he was doing, 
he was about to do some big things until that uh, Detroit Ave incident took place. But the mm-hmm. nigga, I mean, he's still he's still making moves, I guess, behind <laughs> behind the uh, the jail cell because he the nigga be tweeting like every other week, seem like. But I think he's just wait awaiting his sentence, and he's definitely about to do some time. Um, Troy Ave's gonna do some time too. Troy Ave said he was gonna snitch, but he's still gonna get some years. True. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna say it like this. I think um, either both of them are agents, but I know for a fact Taxstone is an agent, and I think that's where the shit started from. And I, I really do think Troy Ave is a real ass nigga, which is why he, why Taxstone had to be strapped in that club that night. Which you know, whatever you know, real recognize real, but come on, bro. Supposedly how it went. Yeah, we got Troy Ave on camera, but he's shooting Taxstone guns. So this nigga, I mean, you take you take L already by one bringing a gun to the club, like you know that nigga there, like you brought the gun to the club. Yeah, you shot, you, you murdered, um, you murdered the home, his manager, a homeboy, or whatever. You dropped the gun. Basically, you gonna take the L for you took the L for dropping the gun, and then this nigga try out wanna shoot back. Man, that's some gangster ass shit. Like I mean, yeah, he in a club, but like, bro, like that's legit self defense. But the state of New York don't have a self defense law. Nah, they they don't play that with the guns in the open either. So and I, I he definitely should go to jail for hat for shooting it in the club. Right. But, but people forget, you know, I'm I'm kind of leaning more on Trey Ave's side. You know, yeah, he out, he 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 yapping and shit. But man, when you start putting two to two together, you use your logical mind and you really think, and and you really think and you really realize the situation. It's, it's known that Taxstone basically snitched on this nigga first. That's all he had to do is say he was. All he had to do is imply Troy Ave into the situation. He didn't even have to hard snitch on him. He, all he had to do is imply, and this is where we at. Because we got Troy Ave on camera. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> his finger. Not only that, but I mean, he got his fingerprints on uh, Tax Stone's gun, so it was a wrap from there. Yeah. But I'm saying though, he's like people forget that Tax Stone. Like, what do you, what, what, kind, what would you do in a situation where you know you ain't? I mean, yeah, you had, you got to shoot back. This nigga just killed you. He just killed your homeboy. He just shot another person. Shot four people. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's confirmed that Tax Stone was the guy that killed him. I know Tax Stone was there, but I don't know if he killed anyone shooting. Yeah, but he I don't know. guilty. Pleading guilty, don't. I mean, th- people plead guilty for multiple reasons, though. I- I'm not just going to say off rip. Because, I mean, we just seen Troy Al shooting. Yeah, we see him on camera shooting and shit, but... Could have been Tax Stone's man or whatever that actually killed uh, Troy Ave's get- homie. I think it's uh, Lou Banger, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's Tax Stone gun, though. That's the thing. Like, that's that, like, <laughs> man, it's just, I'm looking at this shit as, like, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. But this nigga's supposed to be gangster. This nigga's shaking. That's why he dropped the gun in the club. This nigga ain't no real gangster. And he, he took it, like, they're going to both take L's. But, like, I, like, I really, I, you know, for Trav, I hate it for Trav because I think he's actually doing it the right way. He got an ego. You know, you're supposed to have confidence in yourself. And he, he, I don't know. I, just, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I ain't never really fuck with Trav just off the simple fact that he was claiming he was real and all this other shit. Like, I, I just never bought into it. Yeah, you a coke dealer, but you trying to be 50 Cent. You trying to be Get Richard Dottron era 50, which you would never be that. True. Coke rap. To me, it's not really played out because I still listen to people like Freddie Gibbs, still listen to people like uh, Ross that still, even uh, Pusha T as well, that can still do it at a high level. But Troy Al, to me, he's just corny. He just, he's a character of a 90s New York rapper. 
he's average at best in terms of lyrical ability, his beat selection. There's nothing about him to me that stands out. But from like any other Bobby Smurder is better as a better rapper to me than him. And I think Bobby was realer than all them niggas, to be honest. But you know, Trey Ab, yeah, he he's got co he had the cosigns and shit. I think, yeah, you gotta have an ego. I mean, look at Kanye. Kanye's probably got one of the biggest egos in the game, and look where he's at. But Troy Ave, on the other hand, he didn't have, I don't think he necessarily had a talent behind it. You can, you can, when there's a will, there's a way. Certain people can outwork the next man, but not have the same talent that they possess. And I think that's what happened to Troy Ave and him being in a large market. He had people that can help push him, people on the streets. Like I'm looking at, um, I seen a quality control interview with uh, the CEO uh, P and um, Coach K. They they got artists like you know Migos. Uh, they I think they manage Cardi B. They they control rap pretty much right now. That that whole and they're independent technically. And they started out on the streets. They said they really got street teams. They got niggas in the streets, just in niggas hoods and shit. I think that's what how. Troy Ave got his buzz because he had he knew people that was really in the streets and he aligned himself with them to give himself an image similar to Six Nine except for Troy. I don't think he um I don't think he was just pretending necessarily, but he was fronting a lot in his music and I, I think shit that he did like dissing um Capital Steves and shit like that I, shit did, was I lame. disagree with that that nah that, that I that thought was it was lame for him to call out Chance the rapper and people don't really like Chance but he was trying to he said he was trying to like bitch Chance or some or some shit because he he called him a weirdo or some shit he called Kendrick a weirdo I was like bro it's like he I mean it's like he's doing too much you I know, agree he, I agree but with the situation at hand like. I mean, the shit is like it's it's there. Like you know, I'm I'm just gonna go off of what I see, like and what I what I infer. Like I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't even listen to his music like that. Um, I I don't. I think it's like you said. I think it's I think it's average. But I don't think. I mean, it's not it's not to the point where he, where he he doesn't have a following or anything like that. Like I just don't listen to it. I don't right. Like, like this is not my thing. Like, but when it comes to like you know where he says how he moves the way he went about it, I respect that shit a hundred thousand percent. And you know, I, I I truly do remember where, and I think I think it was a setup like this for a reason because he was independent. I truly do remember where it was just a a push to bash this nigga who's supposed to be irrelevant. I'm like, why are these niggas just got these platforms bashing this nigga that's supposed to be irrelevant? Because he's not irrelevant. Because up there, he really he might not he's not known to, for music. That's basically what I'm saying. Like he's really not known for music. We don't know how it is up there, but them niggas do. Facts though, them niggas really do, and they say he really is out there. So that's why I mean I'm just like they both gonna get fucked though. But <laughs> I think it's crazy interesting to be honest. It's a it's a it's a stark contrast to uh, the six nine situation because I, yeah. I feel like in this situation like six nine I we said it from the start he's fake and he got yeah videos he was being extorted he was being extorted part. from the beginning yeah him doing a donut in the cop in a music video like people don't see this type of this is why I don't really. Keep up with this type because I, I I see that I probably if I would have saw that down I'd be like oh shit. come on bro like who do you, <laughs> who do you know like nigga you 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 walking in your your hood or whatever and you just seeing a, a group of niggas right just hanging out and then you see some rainbow haired white Hispanic in wow. the middle of them with a bunch of fucking six nine uh, tattoos all over them and shit <laughs> talking about some. 
Trey Way and all this other bullshit. Like from the beginning, from that first video, the gummo video, just tell me how weird that shit looks. Weird. He it didn't even fit in. He didn't fit in at all, bro. Like, and he got, and even before that video came out, he already was um a pedophile. Yep. So, you know, it, it it's crazy, man, what what we're in right now in terms of like the, the culture. Like what who's allowed in and who's kicked out. So to speak, or kept out. And I mean, I'm, I'm think I'm starting to realize too. You know, I've, I've said six nine was the agent from the rip. Um, I'm starting to think like maybe them trade rate niggas is really it was running some shit up there. Like they was like they was really like really handling some business up there and shit. And um, this was their way of like I'm, I'm talking about in New York, like up there. Yeah, they was running shit because you know they, this is like a street game. This is a fucking executive of one of the hottest niggas in the game. You know what I mean? Nine trade bloods, yeah. <laughs> So I'm thinking, like, man, maybe them niggas is, like, really, really, like, on to some deep, ass, like, deep shit. Like, they was running, like, underground New York or some shit. And, like, you know, they was like, well, shit, this is a perfect time to bring this to the media. And this, this is what we got. I mean, I mean, it's why possible. Why would in the media? Like, this is a, this, if this is another game, why would they, like, I mean, come on. like. Well, I think, I think it's mainly because of the draw of 6 9 You yeah. know, people, I mean, people can say, you know, like how, how I was saying about Troy Ave not necessarily being that, I guess, lyrically talented. He's average at best, in my opinion. But I would say he has more talent than 6ix9ine at rapping, for sure. 6ix9ine just, it, it's just everything, his personality made it's him charisma. stand. That's what I'm, see, that's what I mean when I'm saying certain people just work harder than the others, that they outshine people with talent. 6ix9ine just happened to be one of those people that worked harder, and he had the, the, um, the right backing. He had these people that gave him that authenticity, you know, to make it seem like he's street. And, you know, a lot of people that listen to rap today and shit, going back to the 90s and whatnot, they glorified against the lifestyle. They love it because they never experienced it. So they they fetish uh they fetishize it or fetishize it if that's if I'm saying that right. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah. It, it, it just makes you think, man, like six, six nine when I when I look at him. And the case, it's, it's mainly because, I mean, you just look at everything else he was doing on social media. Like, I was, I remember, like, last week, I was watching that um, 6 9 versus Trippy Red I, IG Live. Bruh, they pulled over 100,000 people. Over 100,000 people on their live. Ridiculous. And all they were doing was just arguing. Just just talking about who's real blood, who's real blood, this, this, Super that. Cute. Just over dumb shit. And I'm thinking, like, I'm looking at bro like these niggas really could be capitalizing off of this shit. Uh, instead, they just over here arguing over some dumb shit. You that's, know, that's like when man, let's think of live stream. Both of their live streams or used to be so popping. I don't know about Trippy Red now. I don't really, I don't keep up with them. But I would see like you know, people would save the live and put it on YouTube, and I would see the, I would just probably go back and watch the video. They'll like they'll uh, shrink it down. But see, I remember like seeing some videos of Six Nine. You look off to the side and it's a big ass rainbow because it's like he's getting a like per millisecond on that shit. I'm over here like, wow. these niggas got so much influence. Like, these people are liking this bullshit. He, he got them hypnotized. Like, these niggas ain't even saying shit. And they like, he got these, they got these motherfuckers locked in. I'm niggas like, iffy, uh. Look, he got the stiffy, uh. Like, what the fuck is that? Hey, that, that shit catchy, but what the fuck is he talking about, though? I, I mean, I, you gotta go back and really listen again. Like, niggas iffy, uh. Blicky, I mean, Blicky's obviously a gun, but the way he was rhyming, 
Look, he got the stiffy. Uh. Like, what the fuck? Like, that shit. It's literally just saying some shit, just making it rhyme. And then you and look at hard. The, yeah, and then you look at the name of the song, Gummo. Like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is that? I think it was just creating words. So he was creative. See, he yeah. he he knew how to market himself, and that's what made him stand out amongst the rest of these guys. And also, come on with his rainbow-colored hair and shit. We ain't never seen no shit like this in rap before. Right. You know? And I will say, though, you know, the, the first song I had that set was weird between him and Treyway. And I don't know if y'all remember, but the video he had when he was out in the parking lot with the little, had the dog out there, and he was sitting in the chair, and all them bloods were sitting around him. And all of a sudden, I think he, he said... Think he, he said, said Chief Keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah and said, that old girl, Cuban doll. Yeah, she, she got the, the dog. dog up and walked away. But the yeah. niggas is looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, the niggas is looking Bruh. at him like, yo, like, this nigga's an idiot. That chill, right blood. Was, blood, chill. Bro, yeah, that right there was... Just, they was looking at this nigga like, oh, we got to get this nigga. We got to get away from this nigga. We, that, I'm telling you, that right there was when they was like, yeah, this nigga's an idiot. He about to get us all fucked up. And they really tried to, try to extort, them, extort him then. But it ended up fucking everybody up, but six nine because he's an agent. <laughs> right, right. And I, I was um listening to this interview, audio phone conversation between Shoddy, um, the guy that was running Treyway, and uh this other guy. And they was talking about yo, six nine, he's doing too much. Like you see, you see him on Breakfast Club talking about some ain't no Treyway. I created it. Right. And she, and then you know, Shotty was you know just laughing and shit like yeah, I know I know he's he's wilding out or whatever. They're like yo, we got to keep, we got to get him in line and shit. Yo, you know, because I'm like bro, like these niggas put him on and he it's it's like a movie. It's really like a movie. Like yo. this nigga feels like he's bigger than them now and he can't be touched. Like he really believes that shit he's saying he can't be touched. Hey, low key like a Tupac all over again. <laughs> like, yeah, he wasn't no thug. He took that damn road shit and just that shit became his identity and got him killed. Like, Tupac tatted thug life on him and all. This. He turned into Tupac was actually an actor. He went to an acting school with Jada Pinkett Smith. All this blow up dogs. Yeah, bro. He was he was doing all that shit, wearing thongs on stage for Digital Underground. Like, he was doing all that wild shit. But hey, yeah, people people forget too. He got hella pictures with him in in a room in rooms full of trannies too. Where he's the only nigga in there. Come on, bro. Hey, man. Come on, bro. That's you know, him, him on, and him and you know, you know, I'm I'm the biggest Tupac fan. But I'm a real ass nigga. And I'm gonna call this shit out when I see it. Like he was hanging out with New York undercover Malik Yoba. <laughs> he was in the cut somewhere chilling. I'm for real. I, I mean, you know, I, I I gotta find him. I gotta find the pics because I follow a couple uh Tupac channels on Instagram and they was just putting up like like um. Like never before seen pics, and this shit was like mind blowing. And it was like Tupac in a room full of training. And I was like, yo, damn. I mean, but you know, I look at it like this, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm heterosexual, straight male, and I, I got gay friends and, and all that shit. I mean, like, I know, like, I ain't got no problem with it, like, hanging around, but like, come on, it's Tupac. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> this nigga known for up and blow up dogs, wearing like G strings on the motherfucker on state. Like, come on, bro. He has a little, uh, he had a little, uh, feminine. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> well, well, yeah, we know, especially that interview. You know the one I'm talking about where he had that fade and the blonde hair? Yeah. He was talking all, <laughs> nigga was a simp and shit, talking about some how he treats girls all good and shit. I'm like, nigga was talking about putting his hoes. He was, nah, he was all, he was moist back then. But then, moist as hell. I don't know what happened. He just flipped the script. After he um he played his, his role as Bishop, he took that shit to heart. Yep. Well, you, you know, know, well, they... 
people forget that he's he comes from a long line of CIA agents that were like kind of rogue. That's that's all the Shakiras are. You look them up in any real name database. You put in Tupac Shakira, you ain't gonna find nobody because that's a fucking alias. The Shakiras are alias. Like yeah. you forget how the fuck you think a Finney Shakur get off of a three hundred year sentence and she get not just herself off but thirty other people off in the motherfucking nineteen sixties. It's because they wanted Tupac. These motherfuckers know they they can read, bro. These motherfuckers they in spirituality. They know who's about to come here. They know who what's about to happen. And you got to forget Herbert Hoover. He's the reason. Um, Edgar Hoover is the reason why the shit is like it is now because that motherfucker was a literal goddamn genius when it comes to the, what he did in the FBI. I mean, I'm not. He, he he's a demon to me, but the the tactics that he used were still in, under the effects today. So how is it a, like COINTELPRO still exists today and it's, it's heavier today than it ever is? So how can we sit up here and say that they didn't, that it wasn't something weird going on with, you know, a Phoenix occur, her supposedly being in jet, being pregnant with Tupac and them getting off of that trial. I'm telling you, they exchanged Tupac. They yeah. exchanged training too. That's why he, that's why he started in the arts. Who, that wasn't a fucking art school. Yeah, man, them niggas, that's MK Ultra shit, bro. We don't really know what that nigga was about. Yeah. We don't know how they really we we they telling us what what the fuck the Shakira's was about. I mean it. I mean his whole like his whole upbringing and shit is, is crazy, dude. Like it's insane. If but, you look at it, like I was like, you know what? Them niggas were agents, but they were agents that you know they the Black Panther started out right, but COINTELPRO infected it, and then they got back into a corner, but and they traded they they became agents in exchange for not serving any any jail time, and they wanted Tupac. And they created Tupac into what he was. That's why they they, they created him to basically become a messianic figure within the black community to kill him off before the change of, this, of the millennial. Because that's like, all that is is a psychological operation on the mentality of the people. Like, the whole fucking universe shifted when that nigga died. When they planned that shit from the start, and he was in on it. And the only reason why they killed him is because he woke up. That's why he dropped the Don Columinati with it, exposing everybody. He, he exposed all these niggas beforehand because he woke the fuck up. Yep, that's usually what happens. Yep. You get, yep. MLK to newer acts like um, XXX, Tentacion. Well, Nipsey was always woke, but yep. he was he had just reached his peak. He he had just reached the finish line with his album Victory Lap, and he was at his highest that he had ever been in mainstream media, and they took him out. You know, hey, so Stephon, you remember when we was in Atlanta, and he was he was we was down in Buckhead. Yeah, uh, they had the victory lap tour bus. They had that motherfucker still running yep. behind the damn convenience. Was, bro. That shit was wild, bro. Yep, he was <laughs> he was performing right inside that that venue. Yeah, we was walking in the back alley. Just I think we about to hit up like a bar a bar or something. That's they had them people outside. Yeah, they had them guards out there. I think the nigga was in the bus getting high. Honestly, might have been. Because it know. was it was it was like at that time it was like late it was late as fuck, bro. It was, at that time, that would have been crazy, dude. If we would have saw him and shit, I was like, "What the fuck?" And then everything that happened afterwards transpired. You know, like every I, time I think of Nipsey, I think of, I think of when we walked past that damn tour bus, bro. Divine, yeah, divine inter- intervention. You know, feels like certain times, man. People, you know, they, you know, you get your, you got your predestined path to walk, and he had his, and he was, he was moving right. You know, so they they had to take them out. You know, um, now I look at entertainment and shit. I mean, I don't. There, I mean, there. I mean, this goes to my whole point of like being like a public figure. I don't really see anybody as being necessarily like a leader within 
once you hit the public scope because you lose a part of yourself. You, you know, know, I think I think the ones, you know, I, y'all heard me use that word COINTELPRO, and a lot, a lot of y'all know what it is, but a lot of what I'm about to say is a lot of people aren't going to agree with it, but I mean, I don't give a fuck. Um, I feel like a lot of the so-called leaders that they want us to believe in are part of the COINTELPRO. It's controlled opposition. For example, like, you know, like we got people like, I just don't understand how some of these leaders can call themselves leaders and then they still have, they still show signs of hypocrisy. Like, yeah. So when I see shit like that, when I see, when I see that, you know, they want to be a leader 95% of the time, but that 5%, you know, they want to, they want to be a hypocrite and tell us, you know, not to fight back and all this and that. It, it negates everything that they just said because it's going to opposition because real niggas out here, ain't, we ain't got when, when, when they go low, we go high. Like Michelle Obama said. <laughs> Crazy. Like real niggas out here that's hurting because see that's the difference between us and them. Them niggas are a part of that of their of the system that is oppressing the real people. And they are they they've been elevated to a point where they don't have to hurt no more. But it's people out here that still hurting that we ain't talking about no motherfucking peace. Like we not talking about no peace. We we saying we not no Trayvon Martin. That's why this, this nigga, this is why we still here. We not Trayvon Martin. Don't let that media get you fucked up. And like a lot of the times. A lot of the times, the so-called leaders in our community, they'll, you know, they'll go hard. They'll go hard. And then they might do that one thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, this ain't no true leader. But guess what? They got there because they're backed. They're backed by something. Yeah. Like, this is why, like, a lot of times, the truth isn't, li- isn't, isn't, it doesn't reach the masses. They got all kinds of shit to prevent the real truth from hitting the masses. We got algorithms now. We got, man, man the CIA and that COINTELPRO is deep. And it's even deeper with the technology. Like, shit, this technology is making it even harder if you don't know if you don't know how to tread right. Like, algorithms, all shit, all kinds of shit, man. They could be yeah. sitting there fucking watching the football game. Ain't even thought about no damn Chipotle. Fucking looking, trying to look at my email, and I got a damn ad from Chipotle. What the fuck? Everything is tied in seamlessly. Nigga, go go to the store, go to Walmart. Use the debit card with a chip in it. And I, you know, I recommend to get, you know, get the one, tell them that you don't want a chip on your card. Go to motherfucking Walmart, get a goddamn sneakers bar, come back home, and I got an ad for a sneakers bar on my phone. Where the fuck, how does that happen? Your phone, man, that, your phone that has all that data, everything, man. Like, that shit, they, some, in, in the cloud somewhere, that shit went, the information went from the chip on my card to my goddamn phone, bro. Yeah. Add on my phone. That shit fucking crazy, dog. Your phone is like the biggest, the biggest snitch like ever. Like your, your phone snitches on you constantly. You know, I get the updates and stuff on my phone, and it, it'll let me know. It's like, yeah, this app has been running in the background for a few days. Do you want to keep allowing it or no? I'm like, no, I don't want them to keep knowing where my you location didn't is. Didn't even know it was on in the first place. Nah, nah, I didn't know. And that shit, yeah, that's how it does, man. You know, have to turn um, Siri off because that that shit's weird. How she like records everything, you know, but even I wanna, when I don't I wanna, ask for. Her. I want to bring light to another thing. I know y'all noticed as as over the past few years how often these these motherfucking um these app developers are updating these apps. I swear I be getting app updates like every other day now. Like man, that shit used to be like probably every other week, once a month. This shit be like every other day now. Like I'm like, what is? What's the point of this? You updating the app and I and it still crash when I'm when I'm using it. Like yeah, stay and they'll you look at like the summary. It'll say some 
some obscure, <laughs> obscure shit. Yeah, like bug fixes or stability improvements or <laughs> shit like that. Man, what they doing? They they finding they finding the ten four motherfuckers deleting, they, getting all the information of their profile, deleting them shits, and they getting everybody information. <laughs> yeah, bro, that it don't it really don't make sense. How they doing how, data sweeps every time they update? I mean, because you gotta look. Most people, and I'm I know I'm like one of those people from most of the time. Not looking at the fine details before downloading the um app to see what they can or cannot do, you know, because you're agreeing with it from the jump. So they say, you know, it's in the fine print, it's up to you to read that. Damn, Big Brother is a bitch, but 1984 called everything, it's like crazy when we're getting close to like as every day goes on, it's like some some more shit. Some more shit. It's more chaos. More shit going on. Yeah, um, it's been 18 weeks in a row that they've been prote- protesting in Hong Kong too. By the way, damn. Um, somebody got shot the other, uh, yesterday, and then they've been shooting people in the face with rubber bu- bullets. Like, I mean, I'm gonna keep talking about this shit because it's so because prof- it's no, it's not really any violence over there. So what that's showing to me is it's something that's done shifted in the universe. Like something done shifted in those people's souls. And I try to tell people, you know. That shit gonna happen everywhere else around the world. And the last place it's gonna happen in the United States of America, because we the original people. And that's the, they talk about the spirit of a goon. They don't know what this, they don't even know. That's not even the half of it. They're gonna do some shit and it's gonna get popping. <laughs> and it's really gonna get popping. I'm saying like it ain't no violence over there, and they really going ham. That means this is shit, it's shit that's shifting, dog. It's only a matter of time for it. It comes here. Yup. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I put up a Facebook post earlier, man. You know, I hate Trump. Like. But I'm deeply into economics. And I know I'll be seeing people talk on Facebook, Instagram. I know these people. I know they don't know nothing about economics. They, they don't know anything about this shit. And they sit up here, they're following this impeachment shit. But you got to remember, for us indigenous people, Trump is the final Trump card. Like, if you, if you follow what he's doing, he's single-handedly trying to destroy this motherfucking country. Like, like simple as that. The, the Democrats want to put a Band-Aid on it. We don't need no Band-Aid. We need this shit to collapse so we can restart, like, right now. And what Trump is doing... He's destroying all these other... He's, he's causing so much chaos throughout the world. He's about to pop off probably some apocalyptic type shit, but it ain't going to be negative for everybody. <laughs> it ain't going to be negative for everybody. It's just shit. It's, it's just prophecy at play. You know? At some point, everybody knows that the tail becomes the head. How does that happen? We don't know. But it will happen. And I think this is what's going on. Trump is like, man, people wonder why China is in Africa. Why China is in South America, it's not because they, and why they doing it now, it's not because they greedy, it's because they getting motherfucking decimated over there in China. Now, nobody really know what's going on over there, but I do research. People got to remember, not only is Trump putting tariffs on that country, where if you got a, if you got a company within that country to, to ship anything out, you got to pay an increase 20, 15, 30%, I believe. So you just do the math, 30% extra for a company on like a billion dollar shipment. Man, that shit is not a little bit of money, man. No. And <clears throat> I'm just going to break it down right here. So that's one thing. So those tariffs are what these, what these, and a lot of those, and people are like, well, we get all our stuff from China. What do we get from China? We get a whole bunch of cheap shit. And on top of that, we get a whole bunch of cheap shit. You, and you also look at a lot of the shit we got now. You starting to see a lot more shit made in Taiwan. And a little side note, Taiwan and China have kind of went through this independence fight in the past. That's why Taiwan, Taiwan is like its own country. Um, so Taiwan has kind of been in a Hong Kong situation 
the, in the situation that Hong Kong is in with China in the past. So you're starting to see so then these companies, and then people gotta can't forget too. We got a lot, we got like all of our companies from the United States that are in China shipping shit back to us. So we're gonna actually this shit is gonna be good for us because they gotta fucking leave those countries now. <laughs> they gotta find another, they do all they're gonna do is get up from China and find another country to go to. So what does that do to China? Now China got a whole bunch of cheap shit that they gotta they that they gotta pay 30% to ship out, which is gonna bankrupt hella everybody damn near. Like Tesla, like come on. Extra thirty percent out of nowhere to ship shit out—that's ridiculous. Um, so you got that going on. You got people forget half of the world's pork pork production is in China. So they got a crazy swine flu that's going on out there. That's affecting like three hundred and fifty million pigs. This is why I asked my mom. I told my mom this. She's like, "Oh damn, that's why I go. That's why I went to the store the other day and bacon was six dollars." So y'all really need to know what's going on over in China. You gotta get it. You gotta get. Man, chill out on that pork. <laughs> look, look, them niggas scared. That's what them niggas are scared. I mean, this nigga Trump is he just he doing the most gangster shit when it comes to the tariffs that I've ever even fucking seen. And he just he just put tariffs on the EU today. Do y'all know what's going on over there in the EU? The motherfuckers in France they've been fighting for the last two years over student loans. It's straight chaos. They've been protesting for two years straight. Ain't bro, ain't nothing. It's chaos everywhere. And it's only getting worse. And these tariffs, I'm looking at this shit like, yo, I see what he's doing. So, but, you know, that's one. So companies just getting up and leaving out of China. Now it's China as a country. Oh, yeah, let me let me also add. We can't forget they're going to have a civil war with Hong Kong. <laughs> like, it's going to be a civil war. Yeah. That's one. They're gonna, So they're in the middle, basically, of a civil war. Two, they got a whole bunch of cheap shit that they can't ship anywhere. So they're losing money on the, every fucking minute off of that shit. And they got country companies getting up and leaving because of the tariffs. On top of that, you got your biggest biggest food supply, pork, is infected. 350 million pigs are infected with swine flu. So like, this is why they're in Africa and in the Caribbean and in the South America. Because that shit over there is, is, is fucking crazy. Like, that shit over there is mother... It's, it, we don't even really, like... I'm just seeing this shit. I can just imagine. I can just imagine. And they know that shit. So they're trying to, I think they really, they literally trying to, they're trying to find, it's a panic move. And so, you know, what's going on in Europe? They got their own shit. They got the, the Brexit. It's some chaos right now, y'all. <laughs> it's chaos, but we need this chaos for change. Yeah. Don't be, don't be scared. The divine council, we got you. We, we, are, we always 25 steps ahead of you. We got you. Just, you know, stay half faith in yourself and don't fall for all this negative shit that you see. Just read it for what it is. It's a transition. And also, I'm, I'm backing my people over there, up, my millennials up there in uh, Hong Kong. I'm backing them up. Because ain't no fucking way I'm going to grow up in a de- democratic society. And then these motherfuckers, a random entity is going to tell me that I got to now become a, come within a, a communistic society. Oh, yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to fill these hands. <laughs> you're going to have to make me do it. <laughs> yeah, stand for something or fall for anything. You're going to have to make me do that shit. Like, and if I got to die... I gotta die, so I, I'm I'm there with them on that because you gotta you can't forget like yeah they're in a, that's a different race but it's kind of the same like you gotta look at the situation that shit can be done to us that shit can be done to absolutely us. you know what I mean I feel them on that shit we we getting tired of this corruption and shit I'm telling you man we already got people in cages so it's fucking wild this corruption is really go going really it's gonna reach a, a, a melt it's gonna reach a tipping point. 
where it's going to be all hell. And we need it. Like, we, we, it's no way around it. When you look at it, you need it. It's no way around it. Yeah, for every reaction, for every action, there's a reaction. So that's just a part of the the process, you know. Um, but yeah, that that shit is crazy that's going on over there. Um, I seen something else. I don't know if you you probably seen it too, but you see where Mattel, the toy company, they got the gender neutral doll. Okay, so I saw I was going to click on a, a summary video of somebody breaking it down, but I never got to it. But, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, gender neutral doll, and, of course, it's black. So yep. it, it's, hey, man, people, <clears throat> people, you got to watch out. You got to watch out for what these toy companies, these subliminal messages they put into these, um, these products. Because I'm thinking about, like, growing up with, how my sister would have um would have dolls like she would have like the amazing Amy and would talk and stuff and they would have it in different complexions and I think my my mom she always made it made sure that she she get her like the black one and stuff but all this stuff man is programming at a young age you know trying to cause confusion within the kids to see like a gender neutral doll and then I see people saying um. Well, it's just a it's just a doll, and at that age, kids are just playing around with it and not thinking about it like that. It's not like they put the the private parts on the doll or anything. And and then and then they wonder why their kids grow up cutting themselves and shit. Don't know who they are and stuff like that. <laughs> I, yeah, so I mean, you just gotta watch out for shit like that. You know how they 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 slide it in there seamlessly, man. It's like how they put on uh, the Arthur show, you know. They just decided to have like a gay marriage in like one of the episodes, you know, and then on Sesame Street. Oh, Bert and Ernie, they're gay. Yep. You know, it, it's shit like that, man. That That's the time we living in. It's definitely an agenda, you know, with the, the alphabet gang, you know, but I mean, um, you can call me whatever you want about my opinions with that shit. I don't give a fuck because your opinion, people's opinions don't matter when it comes to this shit because I'm here for my people and I see the destruction that that shit caused. Like, simple. You can identify with whatever the fuck you want to identify with, but you're not going to expect me to, you know, to want to change my mind to something I don't believe in. Look, who's really the one being oppressed? You know what I mean? Right. Who's really the one being oppressed? Like, you're going to fight oppression with oppression? Oh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, they don't have to deal with discrimination. Hell yes, motherfuckers out here that's wicked that just beat on people just because of their sexual orientation. But I guarantee them, I can promise you, I can promise you they don't step outside and have to deal with shit i gotta deal with and that you gotta deal with right don't nobody everybody know i'm black don't nobody know that you gay unless you let them know so get the fuck out of my face with this bullshit i don't really give a fuck about your sexual orientation none of that shit i don't care about it and i see it for what it is and look who look look at look at who it attacks i'm not, i'm supposed to sit up here and be cool with this but yeah they made it a gender, gender neutral doll and they made it what made it black yeah Look who it attacks. Nah, I see, I know y'all. I know them demons. Like, but I'm gonna say it like this: They know, and I know. None of this shit works because at the end of the day, when it comes to your spirit, when it comes to coming into this earth, if you chosen, you chosen. Right. <laughs> Bottom line, because if you chosen, even if even at a young age, you're gonna be able to see that shit for what it is. Because there's certain people that there's certain levels to this shit, and that's the only thing that matters. Because the chosen few, it don't take up, but a handful of us. 
It don't take but a handful of us. They can do all that shit they want. It should only take one of us. It only take one of us. Nigga, melanin give you the power to incarnate as the fucking sun in the human flesh. Nobody else has that has that power. As above, so below. <laughs> it takes one fucking person. So I don't. They can do all the shit they want. They can poison the food. All this shit, like we natural. We evolve on a daily basis. Like we evolve to all this shit on a spiritual and a physical level. So like I'm really quite tired of. And the media does a good like. The media's a part of it. They bring light to it because they're in with it. They're in on it. Absolutely, man. The the media is so, um, I, I want to say so left right now, so liberal. Well, majority of the media, that is. So, of course, they're going to push this shit. Of course, they're going to push, you know, people just ex- just exploring and shit. And like, like it, it's crazy to think, man. There's so many different uh, identifications you can go under now. Like, I think it's, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say, like, over 30, like, different terms and shit, like, they come up with, and it's just ridiculous, man, because to me, at the end of the day, you're either male or you're a female. Right. That's how I see it, you know? You can say you're, you're, you're pansexual, you're, you're gendered, neutral, you're, you're, you're non-binary, all that other bullshit. At the end of the day, you're, you were born... Male or female, you got a dick, you got a vagina. Some people, if you heard Matadite, you got both, but that's rare. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's it's ridiculous, bro. Like it's ridiculous and, uh, how they try to it's confusion. That's rare. that's rare, but that's natural, right? <laughs> yeah. That's natural. But yeah. this other shit ain't. Like, how can you sit up here and say you got a dick? But you think you're a feet? Like, I mean, what does that sound like? That sounds like fucking mental confusion to me, bro. Sounds like an illness to me, man. I don't that know. Like, like identity crisis. And you know, the identity crisis, people wonder where all, where all this shit come from, man. That shit come from, I hate to see it on Twitter. They're like, well, they're like, if you grow, if you raise your kids right, you ain't got to worry about them uh, looking at homosexual things. And these people don't vibrate right. They don't understand this, the, the impact of the spirit and images and what that has, the impact it has on the spirit. It doesn't matter how you raise your child. We are all individuals. We all reach the point where we where we are different than our parents, and our parents can't control us. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you like shit. Everything I was not everything, but like religion, I was raised on that shit. I'm, I'm so far away from it. it it's, it's you couldn't even tell that I I grew up with my family, and now a lot of my family members are so far away from it because they woke up. So like I don't know people. That's why I really like to just kind of stick to this, stick to our platform, stick to having discussions with people with like minds because it, it just give you a headache. <laughs> It'll give you a headache and it's a waste of time. You lower your vibration to talk to, talk to people that don't really get the shit the way you get it. Right. Um, anyway, <laughs> fuck the alphabet game. Let's move on. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Another one, you know, I showed you that video the other day with uh, this, young, this young girl named uh, Greta Thunberg. She went in front of the UN and she was, uh, she pretty much was pleading to them, or rather chastising them about their lack of um, empathy or their lack of lack thereof um, attention that they're giving on the issue of like climate control. And she went viral because of that. So she pretty much was just saying how her, um, what was it, her her childhood or 
or our childhood, people coming up, millennials or whatnot, Generation Z, it's being robbed in front of our, our eyes or whatnot because of shit that we can't necessarily control. But in, in her opinion, we can, we can do more to move to like a better future. And it's like the people that are in control, they don't give a damn about it. They don't, they don't care about the environment, you know, deforestation. That is a real thing. I mean, I see that every day. I see mm-hmm. trees getting chopped down, buildings, um, fucking, uh, suites, uh, for new apartment complexes, uh, a lot of all these fucking storage places, like, nigga, I mean, I don't know who's st- what they storing in there. They storing fucking human organs or some shit. And well, all these fucking places, like, they all these fucking storage facilities, you know, it's just taking up all this land and shit, you know, and climate control. Yeah, so I get what she's saying on that point. But at the end of the day, it's like, I think what we're experiencing, you know, with like the temperatures, like, it's, it's still. It's going to be 90-something. I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the 90s again tomorrow. Ridiculous. In oh. October. Um, This is, I mean, this is natural, though. This is how the earth mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yep. You know, and I, you know, you were saying about the the, um, the storage buildings? Yeah. That's interesting, because I, I follow this guy called The Company Man on YouTube, and he just breaks down, like, economic, like the financial situation and economics behind certain companies. And he actually did a video on um on storage on, on storage places, um, but mainly uh, he did another one on mattress firms. And like you notice, you would see a mattress firm on every block, and you would see so many damn storage places. Yeah. Well, it was it was a uh, it was theorized that these are drug fronts. Think about it. Why would you have a fucking mattress firm? Why would you have four right beside each other? I've seen this shit, bro. Right, and they said the original, like I guess the original per the person, the dude that was originally over mattress firm, they, they um, it's a conspiracy that he that it's every it's, it's mattress firms like all these blocks like this because they were using them as drug fronts at the beginning when they when they first when they initially started because they bought up because mattress firm bought up like three different mattress companies. That's another. I mean, they I didn't know how big. Yeah, I, shit, I don't know how I didn't know how big Mattress Firm is, but I mean, like you said, you see multiple stores on one block, and they be know? empty. Yep, always not, empty. And how is this? How is this business still running, dog? How is this business still running? I don't I'm know. looking at this shit. It don't make they, any sense. They put the they put the white in the white, so to speak. <laughs> you know, they they moving the fish scale. That's how they. <laughs> I mean that. I mean shit. That's 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 marketing, man. Because I mean, like who? Niggas ain't buying mattresses like that. I don't know if y'all have seen the prices on mattresses. Ridiculous. Them shits are expensive. Like that's not even a bed. That's not even right. That's not even shit. a bed. Like this, the fucking mattress. That shit is expensive. That's not the memory foam, the memory top. Like man, that shit is that shit's. Insane. You want you want to get that that damn um, therapeutic? You want you want to get that the Tempur-Pedic shit? That shit's gonna cost you an arm and a leg. Shit, the headboard itself is like two hundred dollars. Like, what the fuck, nigga? <laughs> yeah. Shit, crazy, dude. Like, yeah. So that, that's what they were. It was that's what it was theorized about why we see this shit on every block and why these motherfuckers still, why the businesses still run. And like, I noticed, like, you go buy a mattress firm, that bitch is empty. All you see is niggas with mattress firm shirts on. Mattress firm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All you see, you don't think to be nobody in that bitch. <laughs> They got the easiest job, man. That motherfuckers chill as hell. Until, until the plug come in, then they got to be on their um, P's and Q's, <laughs> you know? 
Can't say the wrong thing. Pablo blow him away real quick. That's a double entendre. Blow him away. Right. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that shit wild, dog. But you had said something else that I was gonna add on to. Man, I got it, it kind of. I kind of. It blanked out, man. Like I had a jewel in my mind, but I blanked out on it. But shit, fuck it. Um. Yeah, man. Um. But the company man is another guy on um on YouTube. I recommend people check out. Uh, he does a good job of like talking about companies and like the rise and fall of companies. Um, just breaking things down about, um, in a, in a, I think in a layman's way of breaking, breaking things uh, down on how companies develop niche companies. Um, and I think it's, if, I think if you're a young entrepreneur, that, that shit right there really opens your mind. Like, for example, I look up the, he had a video on, um, on Dale, the story of Dale. Um, and I would just, re- I would recommend watching watching the video because basically he just outlines the story of Dale and how he's like started. Basically, the dude that created Dale, he became like a multimillionaire in college within like a year or two. But he just, he was just, he was smart as shit. I forgot the dude's name, but he has videos like that showing how these, how these, how these big successful CEOs, he literally breaks it down on how they, um, how their minds work basically. And how like certain companies, like he had one on Kodak, uh, Kodiak. The, the camera company on how how they were you know they were like the instagram before instagram they were the um they were the sony and the nikon before nikon um he breaks it down how they actually created the first digital camera damn <laughs> and how how kodiak was so at such a high high level that at that point with the um older older cam- cameras and shit how they were at such a high level that they were so egotistical that it blinded them to the future. They literally developed the first digital camera, but they didn't like add on to it, so they got washing it away. Shit, that's on them niggas, right? Right. That's a. Hey, but I recommend checking that shit out though. Like, um, he had another. That Kodiak was a big one. Um, Dale, that's a. Both of them was like stress, like differences. Dale actually is you know still relevant, but you know they did lose a little bit of the market share, but. That's still relevant. Like, but definitely recommend checking that out. I feel like this helped me uh, my journey of just trying to shift my mind to just being an entrepreneur. And it's interesting. I pride myself on being a, a millennial because shit, man, the whole society they try to bash us and shit. But man, we getting it. They just jealous, man. We showing these old heads how to fucking make millions by working from home and not having no boss. They just jealous that we doing this shit. They they working forty five years and shit at one job, and they looking at us like, what the fuck? They only been here a couple years, and now they they out the door about to make double what they made here. You know, instead of, instead of settling like we did. But then again, it does come back to us having like more resources and yep. opportunities than they had. You know. But I can't fault them for that. But at the end of the day, it's like they know this is just the natural progression, you know, that this generation, we got to we're going to be old one day, but we're not going out the way they went out. You know, we got a different mindset. And like you said, I think before you was like you said some shit like, nigga, I don't want to work no fucking hammer. Like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, nigga, I'll get some. I'll pay a nigga to do that shit. Right. I want to do that yard work. I was thinking about nigga. I was thinking about getting a maid. Like no, no bullshit. I was thinking about getting a maid. Like I want to clean up my crib all the time and shit. You know, 
They uh, had this thing on Twitter that I, uh, that I shared, and it's one of my favorite tweets. I think I think it was this year. It's like I think it's a tweet of the year. It was on Facebook, I think. And the nigga was like, um, uh, it was just do the uh, I think the Daily Post, the New York Post, the Daily Post had put up a uh, had did a tweet, and they were like, millennials, uh, handyman skills are are atrociously atrociously terrible. And then somebody commented on it was like, well, at least I have the emotional capacity to love my daughter. <laughs> Like, man, that shit is like, shit. that shit is like kind of fucking like, that shit is like, that is, that is the kind of show is like the kind of, I guess, relationship that we have with our, with the, with the old heads. They think we just out here eating Tide Pods. I'm like, no, nigga, I'm out here making more money than you and you've been at this job for 45 years. This is, you just, you, I'm the one, I'm the millennials that you need to be looking at. Us yeah. out here making apps and shit, making millions off of, off of a, off of a damn social media account. Nigga, that is an intelligent person. <laughs> right. That shit is a, that's that's God level of intelligence right there. These how can you how can you make a million dollars off of Instagram? Think about that shit. Really think about that shit. Like who is who man that you gotta you gotta love that mind. You gotta appreciate and respect somebody's mind that can do that can do some shit like that. You literally are creating something out of nothing. Yeah. You're really create you're really creating something out of yourself, like basically, like offering just you. Yeah, I think outside the box, you know, those are the hustlers, the ones that will come up with those creative promotions and they'll they'll get the attention. You know, people will take a liking to what you talk about if you do it in a creative way. I just like sit up here, try to talk about Todd. Like, I, I niggas eating Todd. I'm like, man, I don't even, I use the bitches, but I don't eat them. Man, that shit, that was one of the dumbest fucking challenges I've ever seen, bro. I was like, people crazy. You know, that that's fucking poison you putting into your body, like. It's crazy. Worse than alcohol, bro. You you trying to die faster, like, what the fuck? Shit, let's go back to all the whole challenge, the little challenge era. Like, all the little challenges and shit, man. That shit was stupid, bro. Like, for the most part, like, I remember the, um... Well, okay, one challenge wasn't stupid. The ice bucket challenge. I like that. Because that was for a good reason. I think that was for Lou Gehrig's uh, disease. It was to raise awareness for that, I believe. So, oh, yeah. I like about it. You get your ass Lou Gehrig's doing that, doing that shit out in the damn Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Your ass get a stroke doing that shit. You wake up and can't move nothing, but can just look around. You thinking that you um got sleep paralysis, but... Nah, hey, hey, on the real it's tip though, Lou Garrett's. I know this our this our platform, and you know I, I got dark humor and everything. But as a nurse, I will say I do want to bring awareness to ALS because I do take care of patients. It was for okay. It wasn't for Lou Garrett's. It was for a- ALS. Yeah, so I, I do want to bring bring um bring light to it because oh my god, man, that shit. I wouldn't wish that on my enemy, man. Like I mean, I'm talking about some of that. That shit progresses so fast. I've had patients come in at 35. Oh, the, that's the same shit. My bad. ALS is Lou Gehrig's. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. I, I forgot the whole meaning or whatever, but basically, man, I've got I've, people come in there and they like, they have, I swear to God, they'll come in there and they were just walking this time last year, but they went from walking to not being able to walk to not being able to move their arms to not being able to move their neck to not being able to breathe. That's you you eventually die because your diaphragm just literally you can't breathe. That muscle just shuts down. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you know, that shit is uh that shit is real. And uh, you know, 
all jokes aside, I, I do want to bring light to that, uh, you know, bring that to attention too. Uh, definitely should be more research done on that. And a lot of these other diseases that were created because of the sick ass society that we live under. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, bro, like, these challenges, like, you know, that, that was a good challenge, but then you got other challenges. Like, I remember, like, people was just, like, planking everywhere <laughs> and shit. That was fucking retarded. Like, or no, the, um, I wouldn't say it was necessarily, oh, mannequin challenge when you just freeze and shit. See, shit, shit <laughs> like that, that wasn't, like, too out of there, out of the, you know, that wasn't crazy or nothing like that. I'm trying to think of something that was like that. Tide pod is probably one of the craziest ones I've seen. And the cinnamon challenge. That isn't. I wouldn't say that's crazy, but that's just stupid. That's like just stupid. Man. I'll that's never think that. I never think like. Let me just put a bunch of cinnamon in my mouth and see what I happens. Who you is? That shit is made for you not to fucking eat like that. Fuck. <laughs> then you got the the one ch- uh, chip challenge with the ghost. Uh, pepper. I've been thinking uh, about. I was thinking about doing that shit. To be honest, I ain't gonna lie. Shit, I think about doing that shit, bro. I mean, I, I love spicy food and shit. I just want to see how. Because I think some of the people they do. If you look at the videos, I think they be fronting how how hot it is. But hey, that shit be some crazy shit. Let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I really, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about doing that shit just to see. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I could do it. I'll be I down to like do it. I don't like hot shit. I just like to challenge myself. I'll do it too. I'll be down to do it. You gotta, the thing is, is like, you can't get this shit in the store. You gotta no, order it. it. There's a there's an official website you have to go to, but yeah, that's that shit is something serious, allegedly. <laughs> You know? Yeah, it reminds me of the first time I tried wasabi, bro. I was at the Chinese at the buffet, and I tried a big ass glob of that shit. My first and some ginger, my first time, and you know it was cool and all, but that shit was another type of fucking heat, man. I was like, yo, I just do that, dog. I feel like my face is melting off. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that shit's gonna be fire when, when it's still when they got like <laughs> they got like that that eighty five. Or below uh rating, health yep. rating. <laughs> so, nah, yep. but nah, you you gotta go to <laughs> you gotta stop fucking with like the mainstream to anybody listening, stop fucking with like the mainstream Mexican spots. You gotta go to that real Mexican spot that's got like this the the name of the restaurant is in Spanish. Like that's where you gotta go, where they got the store attached to it. That's where hey. you get that real shit. They got that real fire in there, your face be burning for like 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour afterwards. I, I, like, I got I got two locations I'm gonna tell them because I'm glad you said it. I was just talking last night at work about this shit. It's this place if you in North Carolina, this is the whole in the wall place in maybe North Carolina called Katrina's Tacos. And like their whole menu is in Spanish. This motherfucker is in like a little old shopping mall. It's got a laundromat connected to it and a uh, pizza hut. Oh shit. Ran down like a motherfucker on the outside. On the inside, man, that shit flame. I'm I promise you, you had the best taco you were ever. Straight, they got like thirty different versions of street tacos. Damn, I mean, you can get cactus street tacos. I got the cactus, and um, by you said cactus like actual cactus, nigga. <laughs> oh shit, actual C- cactus. What the fuck? S- side note, by the way, cactus is one of the most healthiest superfoods, and y'all didn't know that. Where I I'm didn't from, know that. Yep, where I'm from, Stanley, North Carolina. Um, it's you know we got Hispanics or whatever in the area. Really, really cool people. Um, my uncle actually says that fried cactus, because they fry cactus all the fucking time. Now, I'm talking about this is real, this is real shit. Like, they fry cactus and shit. He said fried fried cactus tastes like beef jerky. 
tastes amazing. Wow. Tastes absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah, so wow. I wouldn't get the cat this one there because that shit was like um they went the way they made it, it was it, it wasn't fried. It was like it was um it was healthy. Like it's a, it was like a healthy album. I probably could have told them to fry or whatever. Right. But you was you absolutely right, but you gotta go to the hole in the wall. That place and my hometown, we got a taco, uh he got a taco truck. You can get all you can get um all kinds of shit out there, man. It's really good quality. If, if you um to my people back in like uh Greenville, if y'all ain't been to like El Ranchero, that that y'all gotta go there. Y'all missing out. That shit's fire, El Ranchero. Um, I I ain't never checked that out when I was there. I, it was it was. That's the one. Far. That's that's the one down from the landing apartments. I never checked that. It's one before. Yes, yeah, before you get there, it's like in the. There's a gas station right before you get to those apartments, and there's the gym. It's before you get to the gym, and it's it's like right by the gas station. So yeah, it's a, it's another one in Greenville. I, I forgot the name of it, but it's by the hospital. It's, a, it's it's this one by the mall, um, across from the mall. Oh, okay. You talk. Taco. Oh, you. T- I I think I know what you're talking about. You know, th- that's the one that's well known. But it literally, I ain't gonna lie. All they I can't think Christian of the name. Music. They got yeah. the same. They got the same track on reverse in that bitch. So I always want to slip my wrist when I was sitting in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's a Hispanic restaurant, but they play like Christian music. They're not even playing like that. They wasn't even playing like his. Like I want you to play the Hispanic shit with that same beat. The, the, like you know the same right, beat, right, right. The same, the same fucking beat, beat bro. The same beat. So when I, they was in there playing straight, like I was in church, bro. But them motherfuckers had like Taco Tuesday because I went with my clinical group back in school. Um, they had the best fucking taco, man. Them shits was so damn good, and it was like, I think if you get them playing, that was like fifty cents, and if yeah, you, nah, you can yeah, get them loaded. That's just a like deal. A that's just a deal for. I got like six tacos for like six dollars and fifty cents. And I didn't get no damn drink. I got like water. That's all you need. That's all you need is water. Fuck it. I forgot the name of it, yo. But if y'all here, y'all Greenville peeps, it's um, it's over y'all there. Know where the mall is. Yeah, it's over there by the mall. Yeah, so uh, El Ranchero, I gotta check that out. I don't really, I don't eat meat like that, but I'm gonna have to cut for that shit if it's really get if it's good like that. El Ranchero gets you, hey, bro. They them portions be hitting too, bro. <laughs> like they give you a big ass uh fucking plate of food. Shit, so I'm yeah, check that out next time I'm out in Greenville and shit. Man. For sure. Yeah, they got. People sleep on Greenville, though. I mean, that shit's a dying town, but I ain't gonna lie. They got the best food food places out there. Yeah. For a city like that. You, did you see, speaking of Greenville, did you see about the chancellor? He suspended. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was there that shit funny as hell, bro. I got a homeboy at work that went there. He's from South Dakota. So, you know, it's like a culture shock. Oh, and by the way, this guy's from South Dakota, and he's never fucking seen a tractor before in his life. I was mind fucked. I was wow. like, yeah, how is it out there? This nigga saying like Fargo, and that's that's just like it's like Raleigh in South Dakota, like legit. Like, oh, wow. They got Wells Fargo. Um, they got all kinds of headquarters out there. It's like it's a legit city. Yeah, this guy said he never seen a tractor. He know people that stay on farms, but we more country than him. That shit is crazy. Um, shit, shit might fuck around, buy some land out there, motherfucker. Like, right? Hey, yeah, you you actually right about that. <laughs> I'm serious though. People people need to start thinking about like. If you want to get land and shit for the low, of course, you know, you can move to the south and you can get more space. But you got to look at those obscure places like the fucking Dakotas, the Nebraska, fucking Montana, Wyoming. All that fucking land out there, bro. Like, nigga, I want a place where I can retreat at. I'll tell you right like, now. For the, real. The a cabin. Flex, a cabin, right, bro. bro. Like, I said it before. Like, you heard it here from the Divine Council on Mon Quay. 
Y'all niggas moving to LA and New York and Miami, man, that shit is old news. Who the fuck want to move there and pay that bullshit? I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest flex, nigga, go, go out there and get you, a, get you a damn cabin in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real nigga right there. I don't know anybody doing that shit, bro. I don't like. Kanye? I, I, well, yeah. Other than Kanye, bro, like, because I'm like, I'm like, bro, like everybody got cribs in like Miami, New York, Atlanta, uh, Cali, but niggas ain't taking advantage of all this this land out here in Wyoming and shit and fucking Montana. There's nothing but fucking land out there, bro. Just nothing. Ain't no, ain't that many people out there, bro. Like that shit, chill. Like you see niggas like. Dave Chappelle, that, he lives in fucking Ohio. That's like one of his main place. Then I seen um, Post Malone. They said he bought a crib in Utah. It's like, bro, like I don't, I don't give a fuck about living in one of these major cities. I might get a condo out there, but so it's, me, in terms of a house, I'm getting it in somewhere where I can be secluded. You know, so Wyoming, yeah, that'll be a good spot. Wyoming's the smallest state, but look how big that state is. Y'all know it got like two. That shit's beautiful to too. It like, is. They got two highways that run through the whole state. And that, that state's bigger than North, it's like the bigger than the size of North Carolina. Sure. Look at all that land they got out there. And um, I'll say this. I think Kanye, he, I think he started to shift to do that. I think I think hella uh entertainers now and celebrities, I think they buying all the land up out there. That's why I say the biggest flex is to move out there. Because yeah. shit, you got niggas that's just now getting their bag and shit. Bro, there's people that never went there. I seen like I was seeing a vlog last year when he dropped that album. His last album, he brought all these people out there to Jackson Hole just to listen to the album on some big ass ranch. And it's like, it's like, bro, it's like that shit. Like, first of all, it shit, you know, it's beautiful, the scenery, but just to think, like, why pick that place? Like, niggas don't be thinking about this shit. People just thinking about, ah, oh, let's just go to, you know, where it's always gonna be popping at. But why not create another place, you know? Because there's there's more to the U.S. than just those major cities I, I just um, said. You know, we got a lot of nice shit. Like, even the Northwest, man, like, got to think about that. Like, Portland, Seattle, you know, there's a lot of dope-ass. Tacoma, there's a lot of places, bro, like, that don't get a love, the love that they, they should be getting. Okay, I'm glad you got the Northwest because I'm going to say it here. I think if I move, my next move is going to be Boise, Idaho. Okay. Yo, I did research on Boise, Idaho. Idaho. It's like I think it's the temperature there is like the equivalent of like well, it's not the equivalent of San Diego. It's not thick, but like they only have winter for a few months out of the year, and it's not really too harsh, and it's not ever really too hot in the Northwest. Yeah. And like it's one of the most. Uh, I think they said it's one of the most. It's a friendly. It's a friendly city. Um, it's very cheap. It's very cheap to own property. I, I mean, out there, all all out there. But it's very cheap to own property in Boise. I was like, man, I might have to make a move out to Boise. You got Boise State. They still playing football out there. Like, right. they're still dogs. Average of 10 wins a season the last decade. That's Who, who else has done that? Come on, man. Like, they... I don't know. Here. So, I was like, man, I might have to, bro, I might have to down, live out in Boise for a year or two. I really think I might do it. Thinking about Boise, um, Billings, Montana. Okay. That's a good place. Because I, I like to... I want to kind of be, like, in the city, but, like... Not necessarily in this. Like, I want to be close to the city, but not in the city. To where, you know, I mean, because just imagine being in, like, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. You got to go four hours to the nearest fucking grocery store or some shit. Or the nearest Target. Like, come on, dog. Bro, that shit, like, I can, I can only imagine, bro. Like, you get a, you get some land out there. Every day you wake up, night, big-ass, like, backyard, pastures. 
Like, you know, just nothing but the the sky, like the you see the fucking um the fucking the different colors in the sky and shit. That that shit, bro. You know, you, you wake up wake and bake and see that shit. Wow. And like Couple it's like it's like, bro, do I wanna go back to traffic jams or do I wanna stay here a little longer and meditate on my fucking patio and shit? I ain't got no neighbors fucking with you right beside you and shit. Like that's just per hey man, that's just perfect, bro. Like I, I don't know anybody doing that shit, bro. Like niggas talking about buying land and fucking Georgia and shit. Like uh, fuck that, bro. I'm buy I'm buying land in one of these obscure places and niggas be like, what the fuck? And so when you don't see me for a while, that's where I'm gonna be at. I'm gonna be out there, get my mind right. Then I'm right. like, then I'll come back. Like, why know? the fuck we done did this shit? Like, why the fuck would you buy? A half an acre lot in Raleigh, North Carolina, in a bullshit location for what was it like fifty thousand dollars? Crazy, dude. Why would you do that? Like, I mean, like, why would you do that? But you can get like motherfucking thirty acres in some of these states for that shit. Yeah, probably not thirty, but you can get a lot. You can get a lot more, a lot more, a lot more. Oh, another thing, I don't. I was brought the light to this attention. I think this is what I might do. Y'all need to look up Grandma Pies. I know it sound it sound crazy. I know Grandma Pies. Uh, whatever. Look the shit up. You can make a. You can literally create a house, build a house, a good house, five six hundred square feet, and put it in, the, in your parents' backyard. And it's a house. It's your house. Six thousand dollars. Wow. I'm moving back home and building me one. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Bro, I'm putting that shit in the back in my in my my dad's backyard, and it's been so far in the cut, like. I can have people over and shit. Of course, I can't have a whole bunch of people over, but I'm shit. I'm low key anyway. Right. And nobody bothered me. So look, look, grandma pies up. So I was like, shit, I might have six jeans. And I'm talking about these shits. You can make them two or three stories. <laughs> oh, look at this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of this shit before. What the fuck? That shit, hey, that, hey, bro. I was like, man, I don't give a fuck. I'm about to get me one. Shit. Tiny house, 320 square feet, $63,000 on fucking eBay. Now, that's fucking wild right now. I ain't paying for no 320 square feet. That's stupid as fuck. They got something that's like 600, though, six, 700. That's two, two or three stories that you can build on your own. Niggas living in barns and shit. Like, what yep. the fuck? Hey. Shit, I was thinking, like, let me get that. I, you know, I, I get power and everything on. Nobody bother me. I ain't got it. Like, that's my house, nigga. Like, I can go to work, bro. I'm doing it. I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm doing it eventually, like <laughs> it's Shit. gotta be done. <laughs> Shit. Well, because another another thing, let me I'm gonna add this on. Uh -huh. we, as a millennial, we got to deal with the fact that we all got fifty thousand dollars plus in student loans, and that we go to these big cities and this one person owning sixty properties, who's trying to make us pay two thousand dollars for a motherfucking two hundred or four hundred square feet in some states. Like, so what's going on now is it's a big problem. It's a big problem. And like we're not having this shit. We gotta find solutions because we really in a bad, we in a fucked up situation. Even though we got technology, our parents gotta understand we didn't have we didn't have to only pay five hundred dollars to get a fucking degree. We didn't we weren't able to like these these motherfuckers, our parents literally can work. They could work and pay for their college degree at the same time and, and graduate with a bag and a degree. You can't even do that now to graduate without with half of your student loans paid off. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting how, the, how this reality works. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I was, um, was going to add that, uh, you know, that we got the recent news 
of a- Amber Geiger. She was found guilty of uh, the murder of, um, let me get his name right. Botham Jean. Botham Jean. And as you see, bruh, you see all the pictures of her. She looking trash. And they got that man smiling in every picture. That's what I like to see. You know what I'm saying? She only got 10 years, you know. Could have threw like 40, 50 more years on that. But, you know, she got 10 years. But, um, yeah, bro, I think justice was served to, you know. How can, I mean, because anybody arguing self-defense is a fucking lunatic. You lunatic. walking into somebody else's crib and just shooting them off rip. No, oh, okay, we got to add that this is a police officer that's trained in these devolving a situation without violence. Yep. We can never, these niggas are trained on how to not kill and and um resolve a situation. Let's never forget these niggas just choose to kill because a lot of them are ex-military with PTSD or KKK. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't Trayvon Martin. You kill me, you still gonna come back, I'm gonna come right back and I'm gonna haunt you. If you don't, I'm gonna still slay your demon ass all day. So you know it's just a lose-lose, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a beautiful time we're living in, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I had to get my Memphis sling on real quick. <laughs> so <I'm> like, no <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. No, all, you gotta do, all you got to do is say man the entire time. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, so I know that used to be my favorite rapper when I was in, uh, like, in like ninth and 10th grade. Oh. You, nigga, had, nigga had a 4.3 GPA talking about some cocaine music. <laughs> Speaking of another side note. You hear Terrence Howard. He's done found the key to life, bro. Niggas was clowning him. He went viral for this speech. He said he's done with acting. He's done with pretending. Like he's Ooh. he's found he's found the key to life or some shit. Like I think this this motherfucker might have woken up, bro. Like he he said he's done with it. Like you know they they was um clowning him. People was like, what the hell are he talking about? I'm looking at it like, bro. I get what he's saying. He just. A lot of people just ain't on his vibration. I guess he's mm-hmm. he's done found something, you know. And like the, the, the inevitable will happen. Those who need to wake up will wake up regardless. Like you gotta think. Just because some people are celebrities, we came from the same bloodline. This a right. bloodline thing. Like this a bloodline thing. If you're not a part of the bloodline, you're not gonna wake up. You're gonna be the ones being like, Oh, I don't want my kid, I don't care if my kid play with ginger ginger neutral Barbie dolls or you, I mean, you, you think they really poison the water? You, them, them type of people, they gonna get washed under the way, right? They not a part of, the, they not a part of that bloodline. So like the niggas is waking up. We all related. We are all related, and it's a reason why we all waking up because we chosen. And regardless if you a rapper or not, it's levels to this shit, shit. But we all related in some type of way. That's why we all waking up at the same time. We got that God gene. Yeah, God but- is a perspective. That plays out many and thousands and millions of people. <laughs> I see. I see God as um right now. I see God as like a a, a light force. A, well, energy, omnipresent at all times. It's just an energy that is within all of us, you know, and it pushes us in various directions. And again, like I've said before, I'm a fatalist, so I, I think we all have a destiny. And it's it's up to you to fulfill that destiny and to find your purpose. And that, that energy gives you the spark to do so. You know, you just have to go with what you're feeling. You got to go with your gut feeling at times. And, 
you can't be afraid to make mistakes and fail because you're going to fail throughout life. But it's about how you get back from that and how you um, overcome it, you know? Um, 100%. So the, the last thing I had I wanted to talk about, because I think we, we've covered a, a lot this episode. Tomorrow, man, tomorrow, the big day, Joker. I'm, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Now, this movie has it's, it's got a lot of buzz right now. Not only for it being, you know, a lot of people are already calling it like, I see critics calling it like a masterpiece and shit. Um, what it implies, if anybody knows who what the Joker character is, he's a serial killer. He, you know, he he's, he doesn't give a fuck. He's a psychopath. He kills people. And at the time that we in in the country right now, you know, it's got people triggered. Yep. They, they feeling like, okay, this motherfucker's crazy. Clown killing people. Well, where's clown makeup? It's killing people. I don't know if they should be showing this. And a lot of people are on edge going to see this shit. And I'm thinking, like, I don't really... See, like, well, the shooting that happened, think about in Aurora... Um, Colorado, yeah, that happened, I think, at the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises, one of those films that happened. So they're not showing the fin- they're not going to show the Joker movie there. But it's got people in uproar because they're like, I don't know, this might give people that chance they want to, to get some fame. And to me, I don't, I don't see it as that because I mean, like, we where we're at, dude, it's fucked up how normal um, mass shootings are. To where, yeah, if if there was something that happened this weekend, that would be, that would pretty, I mean, that would, I think it would send like a shockwave through the, the movie industry if something happened. But at the end of the day, I don't think so. I feel like a lot of places are going to be extra precautious with this movie because of the attention that it's garnering. And I'm not, a, you know, I'm not afraid of going into a movie theater because I, I mean, I'm thinking about it like this. Every time I go into a theater, Regardless of what I'm watching, I'm always thinking about how I'm going to get out of here yep. like, every time, you know. So if you move with fear throughout life, what what's the point of living? You know, you just got to keep going. And at the end of the day, it is a movie. I'm a big superhero. I'm a big superhero um, fan, like fan of the genre. So definitely going to go check that out. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. I want to add on to that because I've actually been doing research and all that. I'm not going to watch the movie. I'm just not really, I'm not into movies like that. I'll eventually watch it, but I was like, I I analyzed it because somebody was bringing the same thing you just said up. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. First thing I want to do is say shout out to Christopher Nolan because I think when it's all said and done, he'll be a top five um, movie producer of all time. Yeah. Um, This Name another, name another Name another um producer, movie producer, where they have had, they have created like m- movies that are so impactful that, for example, that he created a script for the Joker character that was so fucking powerful that this dude he legend like committed suicide. Like I researched that and I was like, it wasn't that he com- he didn't commit suicide because he was crazy. I guarantee you, if anybody tried to play that role, that role was so was created so good. That script was was so good. It I think it threw the person that's trying to build their self into that character. It throw it threw, it throws you into a psychosis. So I don't care who would have played 
who would have played Joker? Heath Ledger. It don't matter. Back in in the older movie, um, I don't care who would have played it. They would have probably committed suicide too because of how you had to train for that role. And I think that you got to give credit to uh, Christopher Nolan for that. Um, but I want to add on to that mass shooting part. I've been thinking about. Um, you know, they say predominantly it's the uh, Caucasian male that commits these mass shootings. Right. I think I figured out why. It's not simple. It's multiple factors to it. But I think the biggest factor, I don't really see nobody talk about. But I'm going to talk about it. And I think what it is, this is a, it's a moment where mental illness and growing up privilege kind of, it, it like, it's at odds in. And what I mean by it is, I think a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, the Caucasian males who are sheltered, who, um, it's like a lot of them still do cover broken families, but let's, at the end of the day, they are sheltered. They're sheltered and they have more resources than other people from other groups. They have the most resources at this moment in society. Right. A lot of it is they have been given every fucking thing. So when they finally go out to society and they hit 18 and they finally see Big Monquay who grew up in a household with a with no bed and roaches and rats that knows more than their parents. When they grow, when they gotta actually go out into the real world with people that had to develop the skills to the struggle, um, with people that who are who have been struck who struggled so much and built built such a strong foundation that they literally are like more powerful. So I think when they get into the real world where they didn't have to really work for shit, they start to see that oh well, damn, they get put into a situation where they gotta fight. They're going they're going to have to eventually endure the wrath of the original people because their ancestors did the most psychotic shit that you can imagine. See a lot of a lot of Caucasian males our age. They resonate more with the black male than they do with their own fathers. It's because we're not, we can't help with what the situation we're born in. So what I think it is, I think it's just a whole bunch of shit going on in their mind. And they get out in the real world, they've been sheltered. Now they gotta really earn shit. They can't earn shit because it's people out here that, that were that struggled. They had to be their own parent and develop the skills to be able to run their shit as a boss. Then they finally see it's a, it's a level playing field now. And you 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 had you basically start from zero. Society's told you that you're the shit because you've gotten everything, but now you really got to go out there in society and you got real competition and competition is really, really fucking strong. And your competition is the same ones that you've tried to trick your mind to say that you're more superior than that shit causes a mental conflict on top of the fact that you don't really know how to do shit on top of the fact that you don't really know how to really live through hardship on top of the fact that you already been taught to a psychotic frame, frame mindset. That's like with the people's commit, uh, like the people committing suicide, not just like just killing people, but just killing themselves in general. You know, a lot of these deaths come from, I feel like people feeling less than, you know, you know, they feel like, damn, we were taught that we were better than these people, but, now that I see them for who they are, we aren't better than them. And they can't accept that. So what they do, they take their lives. Now, sometimes it's more than that. People just fall into a deep depression, but it can be a, 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 um, a numerous amount of things. But that, I feel like that for sure is one of the things that a lot of people go through that um, non-melanated people and that drives them fucking insane. You know? Let me ask the listener. Let me. This is the last thing I'm gonna add. 
Cause I mean, I got the energy now, and I can talk all day. But I feel like we we this is we don't talk a lot of, uh, enough, basically. Um, right. What I want to add to this, I want to I want to ask the listener this question. This, I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't want to answer. I just want you to think about this. Um. Would you rather grow up as a kid, given everything, not really have to develop shit, not have to struggle? Um. You get everything, everything, you know, everything's, uh, families together, everything's, uh, roses, strawberries, and sunshine. Would you rather, do you think, would you rather live like that, or actually live through the struggle, learn the true meaning of life? Yeah, you gotta deal with pain, but pain is what helps, this is, that's the whole point of being developed and going to the next life, but living through pain, living through hardship, and, um, and having to fight a battle. Would you, which, and you don't have a choice, so you don't have a choice, so you don't have a choice on which one, which side you can incarnate in. Um, which one sounds, at the end of the day, sound, who, who is more oppressed? The one who don't know shit when they really need to, when shit hits the fan and it's chaotic and they don't know absolutely a fucking thing? They don't even know how to fucking change the oil on the car that their parents bought? Or the one that knows, yeah, they went through hardships. They went through a battle. They deal with death. They see their people get killed. But yet, they still here. And they know. They they had to know everything. Which, who's, who's really more oppressed? Mm. Good point. I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, like you said... This concludes episode 15 of the Divine Council podcast. Uh, make sure to uh, like, share, uh, follow the podcast on um, Apple Podcasts. Apple, Apple Podcast is free, by the way. Um, make sure to, to tell people, make sure to leave a review. You know, that, that helps for us to, uh, to gain more visibility. And yeah, just, uh, just keep coming back. And I'm I'm Stefan. This is my quay. And until next time. Peace. Peace.